Blog Talk Radio. But we are making a stand and we're waking everybody up that 9-11 was an inside job. And you are the minority. You are the cowards who don't know the truth. You're the people that serve this evil system. You're the people that serve a system that hurts innocent men, women, and children. Not just Iraqis, not just Afghans, not just Africans, but the people right here in this nation. You serve a new world order that attacks and feeds on you. And I'm here to tell you that you will be defeated. Your hours are numbered. We've got the energy. We've got the life force. All you've got is evil backing you up. All you've got is greed and liking to look at yourself in the mirror. Because deep down, the New World Order is a pot-bellied, chicken-necked ninny. And all the armor and all the weapons are nothing. You are nothing compared to good. You are nothing compared to life. And you will be defeated. I want the individuals out there, I want free humanity to turn themselves loose, to cut the chains loose, and to use the end of that chain to slap the new world order right upside the head. You've got the power. You want to know who can defeat the new world order? It is you. You're the individuals that are going to be able to defeat this system. You're the individuals that are going to be able to take down the New World Order. It doesn't matter if Ron Paul wins. It doesn't matter if they rig the election. What matters is is that we're starting to stand up. We're starting to move. We're starting to find our legs. We're starting to build our muscles. We're starting to realize that we do have power, and we can work together, and we can take action, and that the naysayers are a pack of weak liars who have never had any successes in their life and who are upset and frustrated to see us beginning to have victories against tyranny. They don't have any respect for themselves. They don't have any vision, and they don't have any will. And they sure don't have any of the power that shines out of God's soul and energizes all life in the universe. They have wed themselves to death. And they will crumble, and they will fall, and for eternity we wed ourselves to life, and to everything good, and everything that flows from it. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The first reports say that President Kennedy has been seriously wounded by this shooting. It is a big idea. A new world order. It was almost as if it were a planned implosion. It just pancaked. Either you were with us, when you were with the terrorists. But I also believe that a lot of gun owners would agree that AK-47s belong in the hands of soldiers, not in the hands of criminals. 
Now let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war. But there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this. But every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives no choice between peace and war, only between fight or surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? When Nikita Khrushchev has told his people, he knows what our answer will be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of the Cold War, and someday, when the time comes to deliver the final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary, because by that time, we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. He believes this because from our side he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price, or better rev than death, or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war, because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shockers around the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay, there is a point beyond which they must not advance. Winston Churchill said the destiny of man is not measured by material compositions. When great forces are on the move in the world, we learn we're spirits, not animals. He said there's something going on in time and space and beyond time and space, which, whether we like it or not, spells duty. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Okay, everybody, Joseph Gibson, podcasting here, understanding the times in which you live today, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Joseph Gibson. Uh, I've got a couple guests here on uh, the queue here. Uh, my original guest I had had canceled on me. At the last minute, I had to put something together, but... Uh, Everything happens for a reason, and I believe that, and this show has always taken off that way, and we've had uh, over the years so many prominent people, uh, especially from the military, that have come on here and, and demonstrate and speak vocally about the times in which we live today and the troubled times. I remember during the Obama administration, the banker bailout, the uh, uh, everything we've talked about, the organ harvesting, China, the COVID thing. Remember that, the COVID thing. We broke that here for a podcast show. I remember Mitch Gerber uh, was over there in Vietnam. Uh, he was he went on InfoWars first, and then he came on to my podcast and uh, uh, basically told us exactly what was going to happen with the COVID crisis, and we did a Zoom meeting on that. And... and uh, you know, he, uh, these things, all this stuff we talk about, we try to bring you the information first. And, of course, the most important aspect of this is the republic, republic of the United States, uh, the republic and the Restore America plan that I was a part of 
and the 10-year plan that, that began back in uh, 09 and 2010, 2011, 2012, and we know what had happened through that, how it was tried to, how it was dissected and torn apart. I remember the Jour Grand Jury putting, being put together, but now today I'm trying to promote what we originally promoted was getting individuals together and forming their local assemblies locally, because we have to start locally and individually within our own communities before we can start looking at a broader spectrum of the national crisis that we have throughout the country here today. And with that being said, I believe wholeheartedly that contacting your local sheriff, um, I believe Sheriff Max, uh, uh, program there that he's trying to do stand up for. Uh, and then there's another one there where we had uh, the general there, uh, Paul Valet, on a couple weeks ago. Uh, that was a great podcast where he basically told us, you know, within the next 10 months, we're in trouble. And we see what's going on right now throughout the country, and we are in trouble. And problems arise, but we humanity defeats the new world order. And I've always said that humanity will defeat the new world order. And with patriots, good patriots out there that are standing up, out there being vocal, that are standing up fighting, getting involved, the new faces out there in the patriot movement even, that um, I don't recognize. I've been doing this since the early 90s. And I remember being involved in the militia community, whatnot, and going through that period. And then I remember the uh, Y2K thing. And I remember, like I said, I just mentioned the banker bailout. And all these factors of the New World Order and all the crises that have taken place, 9-11, everything that has happened, we learn and we try to teach everyone that will come after us what's happening or what's going to happen. And we try to... I guess you say God gives us a reprieve. God will, our higher power, our God, will give us a reprieve. And we can wake up and have an awakening in this country. And we need an awakening right now because we are in dark times. We have a dark administration here that's in charge, the corporate de facto government that is in charge, that continuously restrains us and is trying to take away our liberties. And they finally found a very good plan, and that was this COVID nonsense to take away our liberties, restrain us, and turn us against each other, keep us in fear of each other, six feet apart, wear your mask, isolate yourself, keep us apart from each other. Very interesting how they do that, six feet apart. And it's really, really, really so eye-opening for those of us that are already awake, but those of us that have not been awakened yet can wake up and get involved. So I'm going to bring on my guests here couple guests here on tonight that I've talked talked to early prior to the show here beginning, and uh, I'm going to connect, uh, the, of course, uh, most of you probably remember, the governor of the free state of Colorado, Mr. Carpenter, and then I have 510. I'm going to let her introduce herself, too. Let me connect the governor first and let him give a short intro, and then I'll connect my special guest here from 510. Uh, go ahead, uh, governor. I see your number there. I'm going to connect you. You are now connected live, I believe. Go ahead. Good evening, Joe. Good evening, America, and the rest of the free world. Glad to be here tonight. Glad to have you. Can you hear me okay? Thank you, sir. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Yeah, Joe, I want to introduce our our new friend, Dr. Sandy, and I'll let her pronounce the last name because my tongue just hasn't been taught to twist that way. I'm sorry, Sandy. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to connect her in a minute. That's why I said 510. I couldn't get her. I couldn't say her name. <laughs> I get tongue twisted yeah. too, so, so I'll let her do so that. Me, so, so before you bring her on, Joe, let me uh, let me give you a short introduction. Um, one of our patriot friends, our close brothers, that goes back to the early days, and if I said his name, you'd probably recognize it. Um, came across 
Sandy and what uh, she stands for and her work and her involvement. And he said, Governor, you need to speak to this lady. And so he uh, put us in touch with each other. And our first conversation, I think, lasted for like two and a half hours. Started at around 10 o'clock and didn't end until after midnight. And uh, after comparing notes, her one question is, where have you been? And I love that question, Joe, because uh, when I'm the only brain surgeon left, I'm going to be very afraid. And uh, I, I believe the great the wisdom comes from uh, many minds. It's steel sharp and steel. And so with that, I'd like to present another piece of uh, carbon, a real patriot, Dr. Sandy. Thank you, Sandy, for joining All us. All right. I'm going to connect her right now. Go ahead, Sandy. You're now live. Go ahead. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. So just to uh, clear up the controversy, my last name is pronounced Marecki. It doesn't look that way. There's a couple extra vowels in there, and so that throws people off a bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, we just want to make sure we get it right, though. You know, we don't want to <laughs> – that's all. But we got it right. I'm a recce. Okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you, you Sandy. I tell many... people that I was born ignorant, but I just don't want to die that way. <laughs> no problem. Thank you for sharing. It's a strong Polish ancestry. All right. Well, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people that are out there listening tonight. And uh, just as we talked about prior to the, the show here beginning, introduce yourself. Take as much time as you need and uh, go with the conversation. Go with the flow and tell us uh, uh, about yourself and, uh, what you know, your involvement now with the Patriot community and, and what you've learned and what you see and, and the fears. I'm sure you heard my intro there. That kind of gives us a kickoff of the, you know, what we uh, – you know, uh, the foundation of what the New World Order is bringing towards us and the tyranny that's going on right now, in, in, uh, especially in America and around the world. So I'll let you go ahead, and I'll, I'll shut up and let you speak. All right. Well, I don't want to take up too much time with my background. Um, I'll try to hit the highlights. So I was born and raised in the city of Chicago and um, very poor family, neighborhood, um, so humble upbringing, and <clears throat> Polish-Roman Catholic as you can imagine, for a Polish um, area of Chicago. Um, I went through high school. I graduated as valedictorian. When I was four years old, I'd watched the moon landings and was fascinated. And I just said, I'm going to be an astronaut someday, and I'm going to live on the moon, and I'm going to do science. So imagine as a four- or five-year-old making that decision. And so that kind of carried with me my whole life. And as I'm going through college, I found out that the best way to do that was to join the military. And so I got involved in ROTC, got my commission, and I was also selected to be a pilot, which was the first woman from the university to be selected as a pilot. I went through my career. <clears throat> the next uh, obstacle was to become a test pilot because that's what all the pilots that were in the astronaut corps were doing. And so I became a test pilot. Um, Sometime during my career, I was injured by a vaccine and didn't realize it because it was a very slow progression in my health, and I barely made it to 20 years so I could actually retire and have benefits, and that was in 2007. So then I went back to college. What do I want to be when I grow up was kind of my question, and uh, figured that out and decided, you know, I really like teaching. I'd been snagged for instructor pilot positions all through, through my career, 
even though I had zero flying time before I joined the service. And so I went back, I got accepted to Berkeley, and I finished my PhD in particle physics there and was accepted to teach at the Air Force Academy, which is what I'm doing today. Um, Everything happens for a reason, as you all know. And so then one thing led to another, and, of course, COVID hit in March of 2020, pretty much shut down anything that was external regarding news. I was, had not watched the television news since about 2008 when I realized what useless garbage it was. And so when COVID came and we sent all of our students home, and my first response was, we did what? Because as far as I had heard, this was just a serious case of the flu, which as far as I can tell, that's all it is, even though it was designed by some very devious people and released upon us from what I can tell. So I started investigating on the medical side because of all the medical problems that I was developing from my vaccine injury. I had taught myself medicine, otherwise I wouldn't be here today, and um, had become pretty good at reading medical journals. So that's what I started doing in the March-April time frame, and I started getting introduced to some scientists and videos and podcasts and started to piece together what was really going on. So I'm a pretty latecomer when it comes to the patriot movement and the honest what's going on movement. Um, Then the election, of course, happened in November, and that motivated me even more when it, of course, was very obvious that there was a lot of uh, corruption and uh, fraud going on there. So about the December time frame, was like nothing was changing, I started to join every Patriot group I could get my hands on, really not knowing what each one was going to be able to do, what its strengths and weaknesses were going to be. And so I just said, well, I'll just join them all. Since I am an overachiever perfectionist, that was a pretty easy thing for me to do. So I've become more involved in some of these groups. Um, some of them I just kind of monitor and um, see what they're doing. Um, they all have their strengths. And so I'm in a leadership position in a couple of them. So then fast forward now to um, talking to one of the people in one of these Patriot groups. His name is David. And uh, I was telling him about some projects I was working on. And he said, oh, you've got to talk to um, James. And I said, oh, okay. And so eventually James and I connected, as he mentioned, and we were on the phone for over two hours that first time. And then we've been on many conversations since then, as I'm now learning about the Republic and the uh, parallel government that we have essentially going on right now. So still trying to figure out how this is all going to work out in the end, as I think all of us are. And uh, that pretty much brings us up to date. Okay. As far as the uh, Patriot community that you go, you say you joined as many as you could. How did you go about doing that? Just on, through social media, through the Internet, or through your own t- town where you're at, or through maybe the military? I mean, how did you connect with some of these groups? So that's an excellent question. I'm actually trying to think back to how I got involved with the first one. Um, once you get into one, then, of course, the other members say, oh, did you know about this other one? No, I didn't. Tell me how to join. And then I joined. Then I get into that group and they go, did you know about this other group? And no, I didn't. So then that's how I joined. So I honestly don't remember how I got into the first one. It might have been word of mouth, you know, just people that I knew um, that were feeling the same way about everything that was happening. And um, pretty sure that's how it happened, actually. And then every other group that I've joined since then were by references from other people. Okay. All right. Now, the the 
with, 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 with now obviously joining. I've done the same thing. I've, I've been involved with many different patriot groups, but I'm trying to unify people together because we they all have their individual, like you said, positives about themselves, but they have their shortfalls in the end, and nothing, and they don't sustain themselves as time goes on, and because they have no foundation. And I always say the foundation is that which is key for all of us to understand is the law. And the law backs us up. We have the law on our side, but these people are not willing to enforce it. And that's where the republic comes in, and the republic of the United States, for the United States. Um, and they, they, and that's why back to the Restore America plan was so, uh, uh, I guess you could say, uh, appealing because they showed you the law. Now it can, you can be deceived. There's a lot of, like for instance, the National Liberty Alliance uh, group there. They, 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 they say they want to appoint. Uh, grand juries but you can't do that you have to there's you can't appoint a federal grand jury for a county issue or a state issue so therefore you know there's also was a break off with the republic also there uh, for a little while where individual states were not on board and they wanted to declare themselves as sovereign citizens and that's not what the america is about the sovereign citizen movement so so i always warn people about that the sovereign citizen movement. be careful because all that walking into court saying i'm a sovereign citizen and i don't take part in this and and interfering with the jurisdiction of the corporate de facto system is going to get you in trouble but sometimes we can't avoid it sometimes we're sucked into that vacuum but what i'm trying to say is that i found that if we study the law and we study things out clearly and we look at the law and we apply the foundations of what this country was built upon, which was God, and uh, and our founding fathers were obviously very, very uh, uh, vocal about that, and, and and the spirit of resistance and liberty, because we have to have a foundation of God. That's what made America so righteous, and we've taken God out of the equation, and we see what has happened, especially with prayer being removed from the school, uh, uh, the Ten Commandments being ripped down off of uh, court courthouses now, uh, statues being removed all over the country. So with, you know the foundations that we were built upon is being removed. So that with what 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 do you feel more what what have you found and you said with your background also uh, I want to get into the COVID a little bit here too because I have a lot of people ask me questions about the COVID situation. Um, what have you found that is the strongest uh, appealing? Thing to you, being an educated woman who now has woken up and who wants to become involved in the patriot community, I guess you could say, instead of being involved with, I guess you say, other uh, sections or quagmires of uh, society out there that are against the foundations of America? Well, I think that like most conservatives in the country, um, we kind of keep to ourselves it's like you know i'm living my life and peacefully and trying not to bother other people and that's kind of worked against us um we're too polite in some ways and so motivating people to go to school boards and taking back our local governments and stuff has been one of my motivating factors on the subject of the law you are correct we've got um, a whole quagmire of things going on because we have the uh, for lack of a better term um, the corporate law, so the, the way that we've all been tricked into becoming slaves, essentially, to the corporate United States and then the corporate states that had to um, incorporate in order to deal with that corporate United States. And I had knew nothing about this until last year. And then um, the Republic, which is the way we were originally designed to be and how that's been stolen from us. And I'm super happy to connect with these people that are fighting to get that republic back. I think that is the most honorable thing that we can be doing right now. And everyone 
needs to be educating themselves on the difference between the corporations and the republic and getting us back to our, our base roots and what our founding fathers had in store for us when they wrote everything down and got us set up as a republic form of government. That's, that's correct. And, and through your research and your educational background, you said you never heard of something like this. You were, you, you, all through all your educational career, you weren't taught, you were never told about this. I mean, were you shocked? I mean, you're like, you know, like, wow, you know, how come I wasn't, or no way, this can't be true. You know, I mean, I'm just trying to get your initial uh, reaction or your feelings. Like, did you have reservations about, um, uh, because there's a lot of uh, misguided information out there that's controlled by a certain sector of people and evil people out there that globally that control what we see, hear, and read. But it, the truth is still out there. The information war is there. And, uh, you know, how, how, what was your reaction to get learning the truth? It was exactly as you said. Um, the first time that you hear that, you know, you thought your government was a republic this whole time because that's what you were taught in high school history class, um, and every time you've ever read anything about it, and you're like, we're a what? And how did that happen? And then the first time I heard it, I didn't believe it, just like you said. And then I start reading about it and studying it and listening to the experts who have been saying this for years and years, and of course, I've never heard them any, you know, anything from them before, and I'm learning about them, and um, it's, it just all lines up. It makes so much sense, especially when you're hearing things about the court cases after the uh, fraudulent election in November of last year, where they said that such and such has no standing. And you're like, how, how can they have no standing? Well, when you realize that we've got a Republic and we've got a corporation and, you know, et cetera, you've got to know kind of these parallel systems going on and crossing the streams as from the old Ghostbusters movie is just not a good thing to do. And so, it's been a shock, but um, once you get over that initial shock and you really start digging into it and reading into the true history of our country that's been hidden from us, everything starts to make a lot more sense. Exactly, exactly. And in your circles and in your field, how receptive are people? Surely you said you know, you're involved. Surely you must be talking to friends and family about this. What, what was uh, that like? I mean, you know, I mean, because I've, I've encountered people and, and gotten into downright out uh, debates and discussions where I had to, and even when they deny it, when I show it to them in black and white. See, I was fortunate enough to, when I was involved with the Restore America plan, they, they sent out. Uh, people all over the country. This is when uh, Turner, Mr. Turner, was going around touring the country. Also, they sent out people to educate the people, and they would have these meetings. And for instance, at Chapel Hill, North Carolina, here and in Greensboro, I attended several meetings and seminars. And what they would do is we they have they invite people from the community there, and they would show them in black and white the, the historical documents and educate and, and give a give a lecture and say this is what happened, this is how it happened, and go word for word and show them, and then have a question thing at the end. And I was able, I was fortunate enough to be a part of that. And then that's when they were forming the du jour grand jurors uh, across the country. And uh, then they sent the lenders out to the governors, each governor, and, uh, and of course, the corporate media got a hold of it. And then Obama, uh, of course, dissect, uh, attacked the, uh, the Republic and the Restore America plan. And, of course, we know what happened to Mr. Turner. He was set up and framed, and, and many, many, many people were uh, – uh, actually, there were a few that were even murdered. 
uh, cases where that what happened. It was just like you know. I'm not saying I'm not trying to take away from other Patriots prior to this because obviously we know about Randy Weaver, uh, Ruby Ridge, what happened there, and then Waco. <clears throat> but I'm and what I'm trying to say is that during this process here during the Obama administration, people were imprisoned and actually murdered. And I remember the call that they had. They had a Republic call, and and, and at that time you had over a quarter of a million people here that were on board with this program of restoring America and restoring uh, the Republic. And they were able to, uh, I guess you could say, uh, make us out and demonize us. And that's what's so scary. And a lot of people are like you say, the conservatives today are reserved. They're in their comfort zone. They don't want to come out of their comfort zone and get involved <clears throat> because they're afraid of losing their job. They're afraid of being demonized. You're called a racist today uh, or label something else. I mean, they, they know how to isolate you. And it, when once you become popular and uh, a, a, an important member of the scene of the patriot community or an outspoken vocal uh, aspect of the patriot scene, I've experienced that. I've been uh, targeted many, many times over the years. Uh, you look at other people like Alex Jones, uh, Aaron Russo, when he ran for governor uh, uh, in the state of Arkansas, and you know he died of cancer. But he, he knew, you know, he was friends with the Rockefellers. And uh, he, you know, talked about 9/11 and everything, and how they, how that was uh, carried out, and all this, all how they demonize everybody. What I'm trying to get at is, uh, with you, you being becoming involved with your educational background and whatnot, uh, are you afraid of that? Are, are you? I mean, because look, this is a this is a matter of of what's right and what's wrong. Stand up for what's right. Our founders sacrificed everything. I mean, they, they pledged their lives, their fortunes, their families. Oh, they put it all on the line to fight the great, greatest military on the planet Earth at that time, which was the British Empire, and, and to, to secure our freedoms and give us something that was so strong, give us a document that was so perfected. Uh, and, and today we're watching it be dissected piece by piece, little by little, uh, through a staging, staging process of, the, of this evil elite that are out there. And so what I'm trying to get at is, uh, I mean, the sacrifice, have you have come across any sacrifices yet or, or any type of decision-making that where you have to say, whoa, you know, i got to be careful here. I can't get involved with, you know, I can't go here. Or, or, or have you taken any flack or criticism from family or friends? Well, absolutely. Um, because the patriots have been demonized by the communists, I guess that's the only word we can really call them at this point. Um, and there's been so much brainwashing going on in the media. And so I guess I was recognizing that back in 2008 and realizing that this is pretty useless stuff that I'm watching. Why even turn it on anymore? And hence the end. Um, I think that the patriots that I'm hanging out with now are all angry enough that a lot of what you just said that's at risk doesn't matter so much. If our country is going to be destroyed, do I really care that I still have a job? And so I think yeah. that's the bottom line for most of the people I hang out with. It's um, it's do or die. We're here. We're it's this is the time that uh, we were all placed here for exactly this purpose, and we need to figure out if we're on the communist side or the patriot side. There is no middle ground. There is no being on the fence in this case, and so it literally is that difference. And we have to figure out how in the world we're all going to work together on the patriot side because there are so many strong um, personalities and um, I don't want to say platforms or game plans or whatever. All of our strategies need to be aligned 
towards defeating the communism that's trying to come into this country. Um, how do we do that? You know, that's a lot of what I've been just shoving information into my brain as fast as possible and let it spit out solutions. So far, it's only come up with a few. I'm hoping that it's going to come up with more here soon. But uh, one of the big ideas that I've heard from another patriot um, that does a podcast is uh, these billboards. And so, so many people have been brainwashed and don't realize what's really going on, and we need to wake them up. So how do we do that? Well, we got to get the word out. Well, what's the easiest, best, fastest, you know, way of doing that? Um, well, how about a billboard that's up alongside a freeway? Or if you own property alongside of an interstate and it's your property and you want to put a billboard on the side of your barn, then go right ahead because no one can take it down. And so if we put messages on there like Trump won or fix 2020 election or um, you know, Patriots Unite or, you know, anything along those lines, if we can get that message out, I think people are going to realize that they're not alone. What we're finding in our local area here in central Colorado is we've got uh, Patriots going door to door trying to introduce the school board uh, candidates that are trying to get in that are conservative to uh, essentially kick out the um, liberal leftist communists that are in there now trying to hurt our children. And so when they go door to door and they say, hey, you know, candidate A, you know, is a great conservative and we'd appreciate your support, um, these people are almost in tears. They're so thankful to have actually met another person with their same point of view. They thought they were the only one in the universe because if they're watching these corrupt news media that are totally, you know, saying the same thing, controlled 90% by six uh, corporations, um, it's totally a mind game, and they don't realize it. And so when we start doing these door-to-door canvassing events, they are totally shocked that there are actually people organizing to overturn all the stuff that they're seeing in the world, that they are not alone. And that's the strongest message I think we can do because there are so many more patriots out there that don't even know what's going on. And so if we can get our message out, that would be huge. You know how many times I've heard that where people say, I have not heard of you or I have not heard of that or what you're particularly talking about and how today, back 15 years ago, you started talking about the New World Order. Uh, you were called a nutcase. You know, you're, you're nuts. And not in my lifetime. I'll never see it. You know, I remember. I remember the early 90s when George Bush gave his first New World Order speech. He gave his New World Order speech. This is in 1991 now. And dates are very important to these evil people, these these uh, these uh, cult cult evil uh, uh, satanic. I don't know if they communicate directly with Satan or not. I don't know. I've never been to their meetings, but but I know people that have infiltrated, and they are purely solely evil, and they are controlled by an evil entity. But I remember George Bush. He gave his first New World Order speech on September 11th, 1991. September 11th, 1991. Isn't that interesting how he gave – and if you look it up, it's on the internet, his New World Order speech and how the objectives of the New World Order at that time. And that's what woke me up in, in 1991, and I started telling people about it. And they said, you're nuts. You're nuts. You're, oh, you've gone mad. You know, and this is back in the early 90s. And I remember then Ruby Ridge happened, and then, of course, people said, wow, Joe, maybe you're right. You know, and, and it progressed since then. And then I remember the militia community during the 1990s became very, very large uh, to the point where – uh, I mean, it was to the point where 
we I think we could have made our move back then and probably got somebody, you know, we didn't need a Donald Trump back then. We probably needed a Patrick Buchanan or something along those lines where we could have uh, uh, really made a difference and, and changed the formation of this country. But then the new millennium came in 2000, and uh, we had our ups and downs then. And, of course, you had the... Uh, uh, you know, 9-11, that was huge, obviously, and that was a big blow to our liberties and our freedoms, and they really baffled and buffooned people, even though, and they tricked us into uniting for the wrong reason uh, when, that, when the towers were brought down. Uh, and that was a very big, 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 big victory for the New World Order. And then we started going around looking for people in caves in Afghanistan that weren't going to be there, you know, about, you know, sacrificing American lives, fighting in the desert there in the mountains of Afghanistan, fighting an enemy that that uh, a six foot five uh, uh, terrorist uh, called Osama bin Laden that wasn't even there. He was in Pakistan, and uh, you know, laughing because he had nothing to do with it anyway. But he was a CIA asset during the Russian uh, conflict there when they were we were funding the you know giving the weapons to the Taliban but all that being said is that you know it, that was a big blow how they were able to unite the country into taking away our liberties with the Patriot Act and then people saw Obama get elected because they were tired of George Bush and and uh, his uh, nonsense and what he had uh, uh, you know perpetrated throughout his uh, presidential campaign and then the republic came involved where uh, the, the Patriot Movement began there, there, where you know a lot of people analyzed the law and said the law is there, and discussed a lot of action with military leaders across the country and world, and they were all on board. But it fell apart, and it fell apart because this this system that we have that's constricted, constricted, excuse me, of such powerful resources, Jesuits, uh, for instance, is one. The Roman Empire, the uh, the uh, uh, Vatican, uh, the Vatican City, which controls everything. Um, and the different aspects of the New World Order that have united globally and to, to cordon off the, the world into an African uh, Union, Asian Union, uh, North American Union, European Union. Uh, basically, that's, you know, they, they were phasing it out at that time to create their One World Order. And they were, had such strong victories that, you know, the information war that we had, everybody was aware of what was going on. And we were uh, having a lot of foot soldiers on the ground doing what they're supposed to be doing, but we made no head, we made no real significant gains or achievements where we changed anything in America. We still are slipping. It's like you know, I feel like sometimes we're walking up a hill, and we're in mud, and we're just our feet can't get no traction. And we can, we, as soon as we get somewhere near the top, we slide right back down to the bottom, and they enter us into these conflicts that they unite all the people. You said that are on the fence to believing something that's not true, a lie. And it's just like the Federal Reserve. You know, the Federal Reserve, audit the Fed, find, follow the money. That, that, that gained traction there for a while, and, and the Fed thing uh, died out. And, you know, we, we're now into a situation now where they're attacking our health and, our, and how, you know, we interact with people. You know, cover your face, no interaction with people, isolate yourself. And isolation is the key because they coordinate, cordon us off, and now they're poisonous with these vaccinations. And, and I don't know how real it is out there, but I hear all these stories and I do the research. What have you, what do you know about this COVID thing or what, through your research, being an intelligent and well-learned individual in the Patriot community, what can you tell us about the, this COVID and this vaccination and what they have in it? Yeah, so that's, uh, 
that's a big subject. I'll try to condense it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we know for sure, um, not that we have, you know, the smoking gun or anything like that, but when you have paperwork after paperwork after paperwork that shows that there's no way this ever could have been made uh, naturally, you know, in nature, that it had to have been made in a lab, um, it's got fingerprints of um, uh, the, the CRISPR technology all over it. Um, and then now we've got the paperwork, some of the paperwork as well. I think the most damning thing that points towards the lab origin um, is that the patent for the vaccine, quote unquote, came out before COVID was even diagnosed in the world. So how can that happen if you've got a vaccine for something that doesn't yet exist unless it was planned and they knew about it? So there's one big piece of damning evidence. And for people who are on this podcast that want to learn more, you can go to, you know, any of the, the good video websites like Rumble, BitChute, Brighteon, and look for Dr. David Martin and watch his videos. And your jaw will hit the table because all he does is look at the paper trail and the patents and all the stuff that came out and when it came out. And uh, there's no doubt about the planned pandemic, just like we now use that instead of uh, what they say pandemic, which it isn't because it never even qualified. But that's another story. So in terms of what we can do about it now, since it's already out there, and we also wonder, is there going to be another thing released on us? And there's a very good possibility of that because COVID itself appears to be petering out and, oh, we can't have that. We've got to have people under fear and scared and easy to be manipulated because that's one of the key tactics to how to control a population. That's how they did it in Nazi Germany, and they're using the same one here. So what can we do? Yeah. Well, we all have a God-given immune system, and we just have to take care of it. And so how do you feed an immune system? Well, there's three main supplements that we should all be taking and should have been told that from the beginning. But, of course, that doesn't make Big Pharma and uh, Fraudchi, Tony Fauci, uh, any money. So vitamin D, vitamin C, and zinc. And if everyone would just take one of those every day, and um, I have a recommended amount, but of course, I can't give medical advice. You all have to do your own research about what's good for you and talk to your doctor if you want to. But of course, they're probably all brainwashed into thinking, you know, like little robots that, um, you know, COVID was naturally occurring and the vaccine is the best thing since sliced bread. But, um, and this, so the good doctors are few and far between. Um, I personally think that 5,000 IU of vitamin D is kind of a minimum. And you can look on and find a couple of studies that show that 4,000 IU is like the minimum to stay alive. Uh, a couple of studies have shown that the numbers that the uh, RDA, you know, the number on the back that says how many percent this is and the minimum you should be taking, uh, is actually off by a factor of 10. So uh, 4,000 is like the minimum to stay alive and, you know, a little extra 5,000 probably won't hurt anybody. And like I said, everyone has to check in their own health and uh, how that should What uh, about coconut? Somebody, somebody just sent me a message and said coconut has properties to eliminate COVID. So coconut, coconut oil has uh, coconut cream. All the coconut products have a natural antiviral properties. Um, whether it specifically has any efficacy against COVID, I have not honestly seen any studies. It doesn't mean they don't exist just that it hasn't come across my desk uh, any time in the past. 
But I do know that uh, coconut oil has uh, natural antiviral, antibacterial, and antifungal properties. So that's a possibility. Um, but I do believe that the vitamin D, um, like I said, 5,000 IU, the vitamin C would be like 1,000 milligrams minimum, and then vitamin, or zinc, sorry, uh, would be like 25 to 50. It just depends, milligrams, on how much your body will tolerate. And if you did that every day, you probably wouldn't get sick. Now, I'm taking more of those uh, amounts that I just told you, and I've been doing that for mm, a very long time, over 10, 12 years now. Um, so that's the minimum recommendation. If we could all do that, I think COVID would just go away. Um, there's another supplement called N-acetylcysteine, or if you just go on any, you know, vitamin.com or something, and you could just put in the initials N-A-C, and they would pop up. And so that is a glutathione booster. Um, take one of those every day, and your body will make its own antioxidants. So I think those four, if everyone would just do that, we'd all feel better, and we wouldn't have to worry so much about all this stuff. But, of course, that doesn't make big pharma any money, and um, that's why you've also seen it starting to be criminalized. You know, oh, vitamin D is so dangerous, and we're like, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, N-acetylcysteine, yeah. we can't have that. So, yeah. You're, you're absolutely correct. Uh, somebody put in my chat room here, uh, uh, they said uh, all her herbs are antiviral, antimicrobial, uh, whatever that means. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, that's what he said, that's a statement. Microbe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but but the thing of it is, is like for instance, I I'm I, I work outdoors a lot, and I get a lot of sunlight, and I've taken no precautions to for the uh, the uh, COVID, for instance. I mean, I, I my skin is dark. I'm a white guy, but I'm, my skin is dark. I'm very, you know, I work outside. I live here in North Carolina, and. Uh, I go to the gym, work out extensively, um, and I don't take any precautions, like I said, but I have not experienced any symptoms whatsoever or actually get, was at all. Is that because I get so much sunlight, vitamin D, or, or, or is it just that I have a natural uh, immunity to this, this, uh, this virus? Well, it's hard to know which one. You're doing um, great things by going outside and getting natural sunshine. So many of us just live indoors all the time now. Um, to give everyone an equivalent, if you are looking to go the natural vitamin D way from the sun, you would need to wear something like a tank top and shorts if you are relatively light colored for about 30 minutes every day. And that's going to give you your minimum 4,000 IU per day. As you get more tan, and of course darker skinned people of different ethnic groups will have to be out there longer because of course the darker skin is blocking that absorption. So it might be 45 minutes or an hour. So how many people have that amount of time to sit outside and or work outside and or walk, whatever they're doing, right? Um, so that's why if you take the minimum, you know, in a capsule, if you don't happen to get out that day, well, then you still got plenty of vitamin D. I would assume that your vitamin D level is probably pretty high. And anyone can go and get their level tested by uh, not even having a doctor's order, you can go to a website like anylabtestnow.com, something like that. You'd have to look and see what kind of um, group is in your area because they are, they're not in every area. But they have like a vitamin D test for like, I don't know, $60, $80 or something like that. And you can find out what your storage vitamin D is. And if it's uh, more than 60, 60, that's a really healthy amount. 
If you're above 40, that's pretty good. Anything below that, you really need to work up and get up to 60 if you can. Even higher, all the way up to 100 is fabulous because they're seeing that people who have low vitamin D levels do not do well with COVID. Uh, I think it was below, I'm trying to remember the number, 17, is that right, that I'm thinking of? Anyways, there's so many studies out there showing that low vitamin D levels, those were the people that generally were in the ICUs and eventually on ventilators, and then some didn't make it. Whereas the ones who are above about 40 never got that far. They recovered and went home. So that's a super important gotcha. one. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, and as far as the other aspects. Yep. Go ahead. So I'm going to answer your other question about the natural immunity. So we have to remember that um, the SARS-CoV-2 virus is in the coronavirus family. And so that means that it shares characteristics with the other coronaviruses. And we have several that cause colds every year. They used to be more serious. And over time, as always happens, the viruses weaken until eventually they just become annoying and we catch a cold every once in a while. So if you had a cold that was similar enough to the coronavirus, the other parts that weren't adapted and adjusted in the Wuhan lab, then you already have immunity. And so it's very, very much a possibility that the combination of your high vitamin D level and a previous exposure to a close enough coronavirus that you just beat it down and maybe even didn't know you were even sick or exposed. Wow, that's true. Um, I've got uh, several people on the line here. I'm going to take one of them uh, that, I, that I recognize the phone numbers from the state of Connecticut. I'm going to connect uh, this caller here. may have a question or a comment. Uh, go ahead, area code 203. Uh, good evening. Good evening, everybody. Uh, this is Joe in Connecticut. I just thought I'd, I'd chime in here uh, before it gets too late as I was listening to the call, and I just want to say that uh, what what she's saying there is, is absolutely correct. Uh, of course, all these things are kind of open for interpretation when we're talking about the virus because nobody really knows. Because as far as I know right now, they've never even isolated the virus to do a sample on it, to replicate it, to find anything, to to uh, immunize everyone for it, because it's not a vaccine they came out with anyway. And, and it's really experimental. But what she's saying is very correct, uh, especially with D3, the vitamin D3, which is actually a hormone. It's not a vitamin at all. Uh, and as far as the coconut goes, I forget what is actually in the coconut, but what it does is it protects the lipid of your cell so that the, the spike protein of the virus can't penetrate the cell and then replicate itself. Exactly, I don't know, but it's somewhere along those lines. But as I've said before, and I've said many times, Mother Nature already has the cure out there for this. All we've got to do is find it. And the reason why they don't want you to find it is because then they can't have the experimental vaccine when something else is available uh, you know, to, to immunize people against it. But uh, I just thought I'd uh, drop in here and say that. All right. Well, thanks. I appreciate the call, uh, Connecticut. Uh, uh, actually, he was one of the callers also that was on the uh, – I actually called the health department in uh, Long Beach, uh, California, live on my podcast and got a representative on the uh, phone from the health department where basically 
he openly admitted that all of this, and we were talking about the ID cards and whatnot, basically uh, exposed the fraud that the health department is perpetrating amongst the uh, general public there, at least in that in that in that state in California. But we, you know, it carries out throughout the rest of the country. That all of this is one big fat lie, and makes no sense. And I think you were on the reason why I bring this up, Connecticut, is you were on that call. Uh, you called in, and you were talking about natural herd immunity. Uh, uh, what do you think about that, uh, uh, Sandy, the uh, natural but Let natural, me jump in uh, here or, one second be- yeah, before Sandy continues. Let me jump in one second before Sandy continues, make my point, and then I'll remain mute. Uh, she said there's no smoking gun. Actually, that's wrong. There is a smoking gun. If it looks like a duck and it walks like a duck, it's probably a duck. You're finding out now that Fauci lied. He lied from the very beginning. On that call... The, the gentleman uh, admitted that they replicated a, what 30 the uh, the uh, they they used a PCR test, which is not a way to check for a virus with PCR polymorph chain reaction, and they do it 35 times. They could replicate it enough. They could find Mars in every sample if they so choose, because people do not go to the hospital for motorcycle accidents and die from COVID, because that's what they're doing. They're changing the laws, they're changing everything to say you died from COVID, because they have an agenda, and we don't know what it is yet. Go ahead. Okay, all right, thanks. Uh, Sandy, go ahead. Uh, what do you think so far <laughs> of this caller with the comments? I actually agree with his comments. Um, What I'm talking about, about the smoking gun, would be like finding Petri dishes of, you know, all the different stages of how they were doing this in the lab. Uh, Or a scientist coming forward says, yep, we made it. Um, We haven't gotten that yet. But he is correct that all the evidence to date, there's almost no doubt left. I mean, it's so strong of a possibility that it's, that it's a probability at this point that it was made there. Um, one of the biggest pieces of evidence is uh, when you are manipulating a virus and doing passages through cell lines, um, trying to make it whatever, more virulent, less virulent, uh, whatever you're trying to do, is um, there is a tag, and I forget if it's, uh, so it's a, um, yeah, DNA. The uh, forgetting the name of the little the little pegs that come out of the DNA. Anyways, I'm I'm blanking on the name right now, but it's the um, okay. amino acids that are in the ladder. And so there's a tag that they put on the um, the DNA or the RNA, depending upon which one we're talking about. And I believe it's a, a CCG, which um, doesn't occur naturally in nature, which is why they use it for a tag while they're doing these genetic manipulations because. They want to make sure that that tag comes back out um, so that they go, yep, yep, we got what we wanted. You know, it's still in there. And so that CCG um, tag is in this coronavirus. So that's, that was gotcha. as close to a smoking gun as you can get, that one of these tags that they use to track uh, how successful they were in the manipulation phase, um, that it's, it's still there. So I did uh, want to also answer the question about what it is in the coconut oil that's so effective. There's actually two things. It's called lauric acid, and the other one is monolaurin. So I think they're related. Of course, they have both have L-A-U-R in them. Um, And so you can take uh, monolaurin as a supplement, and it has very strong uh, antiviral, antimicrobial, um, antifungal properties. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, as far as this COVID thing uh, uh, and, and this vaccine and whatnot, and these people that are – we hear the rumors. And, and through your research or through your educational background and whatnot, and you being involved now with the Patriot community, uh, the people that have been vaccinated right now, they say two or three years from now, you know, they're going to start dropping like flies. Or we already see mass uh, – a lot of people dying. I think the number's around 40,000 people across the country. I don't know if that's true or not. I just uh, – I mean, it fluctuates. Uh, all I know is from firsthand knowledge, from what I know, I know more people that died from the vaccine than the actual virus. So, you know, in my community. So, um, uh, you know, I knew a guy at the gym just real quick that was 89 years old. He was healthy, working out. The guy was better shape than me. And uh, he, he, he passed away. And I said, what happened to uh, 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 so-and-so? And uh, they said, well, he, he passed away. I said, oh, my Lord. You know, and they said, yeah, he got the vaccination, uh, the vaccine. And three days later, he died. He died. You know, so, you know, it seems like it attacks the elderly and, and it seems, you know, more than any more than anywhere, anybody else in age group. What's your opinion on that? Is that true uh, that they attack the elderly or the young? Because now I'm hearing stories about the young people that are being that are being attacked by this vaccine. And I'm quite frankly worried about this and the people that have gotten vaccinated, if they're going to be starting to drop like flies, like somebody two, three years from now, uh, you know, is there any way to reverse this or is there any way to treat these people or is there anything we can do to, um, you know, reverse the effects of the vaccine? Right. So there's two questions here. The first one is how many people have actually died from the vaccine? And the second one is if you were tricked into taking it, what can you do about it? So for the first question, we can look to the VAERS system, V-A-E-R-S, and that's the Vaccine Adverse Event Recording System. So we've known that that was flawed for, gosh, at least 10, 15 years. Um, A study was shown when they looked through just, you know, generic medical records to see who had a vaccine reaction and then what was actually reported, it was less than 1% of what actually got through to the system. So our VAERS system is currently showing about 17,000 deaths. Now, this is where doctors and medical professionals thought that the timing of the death of the person was a direct result of the vaccine. This is not some random, you know, random people can put them in there, but how many people know how to do that? Not very many. And so um, when we had the H1N1, quote, back in the 70s, they shut down a vaccine after only 23 deaths. They said, oh, my God, oh, my God, it's killing people. So how is 17,000 not a problem? I don't know. The biggest problem, though, is that VAERS is only a teeny tiny little snippet of what's actually going on. The reason we know this is because whistleblowers within the various health agencies in the government are coming forward. Um, Thomas Renz, R-E-N-Z, I think you might have mentioned him earlier as a uh, guest from prior. Um, He has got several whistleblowers now that are coming forward. Um, One in particular said that the database that they were looking at, I believe it was Medicare or Medicaid, they had 45,000 coincidental deaths within 48 hours of the vaccine amongst the elderly. Wow. So that's not a coincidence. Now another whistleblower has come forward with another 55,000 deaths, and I don't remember, unfortunately, the database that was connected to, but he is personally managing these whistleblowers. So you might reach out to Thomas Renz and have him come on and fill you all in on uh, the number of actual deaths that he thinks is happening. Um, The current estimate, because there are something like 8, 10, 12 of these databases that are supposedly monitored by our, quote, health agencies, 
Um, it's like 150,000 deaths from the vaccines. So that wow. well exceeds the real number of COVID deaths. Because if you're looking at uh, the CDC's own numbers last year, they said, oh, yeah, we think that maybe only 8% of the actual deaths were just COVID deaths because the other 92% of the deaths had at least three comorbidities, meaning three other major things wrong with them, like COPD, diabetes, obesity, uh, heart disease, um, history of strokes, or something along those lines. And so COVID was just the last straw for them. So what really killed them? Well, in previous years, you wouldn't have put primary cause of death, COVID, secondary cause of death, clotting or stroke. It would have been the exact opposite. The doctor knew that, you know, this person had lived with this condition for 10, 15, 20 years, and then COVID came along. If they just would have been flu, influenza, or pneumonia in previous years, that would have been the secondary cause of death because it just pushed them over the edge. But the other thing was killing them pretty well along the way. And it's sad. Every death is sad. But we need to be realists here and to understand what's really going on. So that's what I'm And, and the thing of it on. is also is that the flu has become non-existent. Nobody talks about the actual flu that's out there. You notice that? I mean, always in October, you always hear about the panic of the flu. How, why is that? Is, that? is the flu dead or, or, or are they just ignoring it? What's going on with that? Excuse well, me. Uh, there there used to be a way years ago to. There used to be a way years ago to easily track deaths, and right after nine one one, they took it down and they hid it behind uh, some paywall of some kind, like Ancestry.com or something. But if you go to the Social Security Death Index, you'll find out how many people are are really passing away. Okay. All right. Um, go ahead. Now, but, but, but as far as the, re- the re- regular flu virus, I asked a question there because uh, I'm right. interested in hearing your opinion on that. Sure. So the PCR tests, which we're all familiar with, the swabs, right? So um, they have been disproven. They do not do anything to actually detect COVID. They are jacked up on their cycles so high. It's like a Xerox of a Xerox of a Xerox. If you keep doing that enough, like was said earlier, you can find Mars you know, inside the sample. So if we would have brought that number of cycles down to a reasonable number, such as 18 or 20 copies, um, that's actually pretty good about saying whether or not someone has it and they're sick. The big problem is that since the virus has never been isolated, they are, quote, testing as to what they're actually looking for. They found fragments of virus in these sick people that had these symptoms. And they said, well, this is probably from a virus, so let's just Frankenstein this uh, pieces together, and uh, yeah, that, that, that kind of looks like a virus, and yeah, let's send that through the PCR test, and let's see how that does. Well, if any of those guys had influenza, well, guess what's now in the PCR test? Pieces of influenza. So everyone who has influenza now is coming up positive for COVID, and as soon as that happens, they stop testing for influenza. And so they've known this the whole time, but only in this past summer, I think it was in the June time frame, did they finally say, oops, I guess it's not really testing just for COVID. We can't really tell the difference between um, the the flu and influenza. And so, therefore, we're um, taking away the emergency use authorization for this PCR test. But, hey, everybody, just keep going ahead and using it until December 31st, even though it's total garbage. 
that's what happened. Okay. Wow, that's interesting. That's a, wow. Makes sense. Logical sense. As far as uh, the time permitting, of course, here, uh, you know, um, in the Patriot community, you obviously being woken up now uh, and uh, your background and whatnot that, that you alert, uh, educated us on uh, uh, in the beginning of the podcast here, what is your personal opinion and what you're doing and how, uh, how we – what's our best angle here? How do we – I guess you could say counteract this or, or attack this disinformation and this virus, and maybe uh, if you can expound a little bit more on uh, what maybe you're doing or what you recommend patriots across the country or conservatives do to wake other people up or or get involved to change the situation we're in. Well, I one of the things I do is I start random conversations with people in grocery store lines or you know waiting in the line anywhere. Um, so how are you surviving this COVID chaos? And I try to start with just a generic statement and then see where they go with it. And depending upon what they say, I either continue or go, oh, yeah, have a nice day. You know, like, oh, I can't wait to get the injection. I'm going to feel so much better. I'm like, hmm, all right, we're going to go on to the next person. Uh, if they say, <laughs> yeah, this is all bull, you know, et cetera, um, then I keep going. You know, oh, yeah, I agree. I think, you know, these vaccines are killing a lot of people. My neighbor was killed by it. I have a um, uh, a cousin, a second cousin, whose neighborhood has been decimated by the vaccine. Nobody in his neighborhood, and they're all in their 60s and 70s there. Um, none of them died of COVID, even though several of them had it. And then as soon as the vaccines came along, they just start dying. And, and it's super wow. sad that it's happened. Um, wow. I think at last count that he's lost six neighbors and friends to the vaccine. So um, we all know that that's happening. Um, what was the other part of your question? Now I'm trying to remember. Oh, what can you uh, do? Well, well, what, well I, I basically, you know, how people are. Well, I've actually, I've, <laughs> I've got a brainstorm there. Well, I mean, you're involved in the Patriot community now. Um, I mean, you just said how you're how you're trying to wake people up. Are there any type of platforms or or recommendations you can give people out there that are on the fence right now? Because I got a bunch of people texting me right now and emailing me, and they're saying, you know, I got I'm not, I'm not going to take too many live callers because I I want to be I, I want to keep the show clean and I don't want to jump off topic here. Um, so, but what do you recommend? What can people out there? do to get involved what do you recommend other people do to get involved and uh to make a change and attack this thing and to reverse it so we can live life to, you know like the constitution says life liberty and pursuit of happiness and and uh, we'll always face evil out there and combat evil and the darkness out there but what what do you recommend out there for the everyday person out there that says you know i i don't want to be looking underneath a rock for a freemason or illuminati or or the new world order i want to live my life and you know it's not going to affect me but it is affecting them uh, what do you recommend? How do people get involved positively and nonviolently, of course, because we don't expound upon violence. We don't condone violence in any type of way. We, we, want to, we believe in promoting the law and doing everything lawfully. But uh, with that, what do you recommend? Sure. Um, the first thing I recommend is in order to help wake up your um, sleepy friends and family and neighbors is um, I usually recommend a website that uh, Dell Digtree does. It's called thehighwire.com. And the reason why I recommend his podcast, he does one every Thursday and he's got the full video, you know, dossier back there, um, is he backs up everything with immense amounts of proof. 
uh, the documents, the paper documents, the medical journals, the interviews with the specialists and the experts. Uh, he does a really good job. And so that's how I recommend uh, patriots to wake up their friends and family and say, go watch this and see what you think and let's discuss it. For those that are already woke up, awakened, I guess we need to say and not use the word woke these days, um, I recommend that they go to uh, some of the Patriot websites that I would recommend. And each area is going to be different, of course. They may not be active in that area, but at least join and get some of the emails and, and see how that's going. Um, the first one I would recommend is SEC United. The SEC stands for Faith, Education, Commerce, and it's all one word, FECUnited.com. And so as you can hear from their name, they're involved in many different pillars of uh, our fight. And so that's one place to check. And they're pretty active in most of the states that I know of. The next one I would try is uh, Jeffrey Prather's website. And so it's, uh, he's got a, a team of patriots called Team America. And so um, his website is uh, Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, Prather, P-R-A-T-H-E-R.com. And then it says, I think there's a link, Join Team America. So that's another really good one to try. Um, the next one I would try is People's Right, uh, no punctuation, all one word, peoplesrights.org. And, um, and see what they're all about. Again, you can you know, try them out, get their emails, and see how much you like them. Um, that would be the top three, I would think. And then uh, we need to start voting with our dollars. That is, stop shopping at the communist organizations. I no longer shop on Amazon unless I absolutely have no choice. I never go into Walmart. I never go into Costco. I don't go into these places because they're communists. I don't want to support what they're doing to our country. And so everyone needs to figure that out. There's plenty of websites that will um, tell you who are the patriot businesses and who are the communist businesses and minimize your dealings with the communist ones and maximize your dealings with the patriot ones. So that would include stop watching the national news. They're all corrupt. The only one that has even an inkling of any truth in it at all, and that's uh, sometimes, is Fox News. Um, OAN, which is One American News, that's also now on cable. But honestly, I would just ditch my cable subscription completely, and I would stop doing Netflix because if you've ever looked at the titles on there, they're like all like pedophilia, and you don't want to even support any of that. So, bestiality, um, yeah, yeah. bestiality, yeah. immorality, you know, and and, yeah. the, and the God says, but no evil thing before thy eye. You know, you're absolutely correct. You know, reinstitute the family, uh, the family unit core. No matter what the differences are, people have to put their selfish interest, their individual interest, and learn and and face the truth. No matter how hard it may. Uh, uh, smack them upside and restore the core values of the family. And, of course, you know, there has to be a spiritual sense, and we can't go anywhere and do anything without God. You know, we have to have God in our lives, you know, our higher power. You know, I know, you know, people always get confused between this separation of church and state. Look, the Founding Fathers, you know, that wasn't, you know, it wasn't about the... Uh, 
the church not being involved with the government. It was about the government not being involved in the church, you know, and people don't understand that, and education is a key. But for, before I get to closing thoughts of the show here uh, and wrap it up, I want to play this here real quick, five minutes, and this was the Restore America plan and when they first kicked it off. And understanding the law and understanding what, what you know, coming and, and bringing forth the – the republic and reinstituting our republic, was, which is so important, and grasping that is so very important because we have the judiciary system and the executive branches of our government that are so corrupt and immoral, and they work through a de facto system, and the answer is within the law because at the end of the day, we have to have the law on our side. If we have a corrupt law, there's no way we seek justice or a remedy throughout, throughout in our communities because we'll be arrested, we'll be shunned, we'll be silenced, <clears throat> we'll be deplatformed. So we have to understand the law. So I want to play this real quick, and then I'll get to the governor for closing thoughts and uh, my closing thoughts and, of course, my guest here tonight uh, um, you know, about, about tonight's podcast and understanding the patriot community, getting involved in the patriot community, and reinstituting law, a lawful du jour system, and restoring our republic. That is so very, very important, and we, have, and we must do that. So I'm going to play this here, It's people for commercial crimes against the state in the absence of of an injured party, not the kind of freedom that flies the military's admiralty flag in its courtrooms and sends you to prison for failed worship sins, not the kind of freedom that sends you to prison for refusing to enter the bar. No, sir. Our colleagues have been willing to stand, fight for, and die for human freedom, not the kind of freedom that classifies its own people as legal fiction entities in their books and records, distinct and apart from the living man and mocking his or her name. Not the kind of freedom that classifies you as terrorists under Section 802 of the Patriot Act by reclassifying you as a special class of legal fiction subject known as a U.S. person. Not the kind of freedom that forces you to confess to being a United States person simply to be permitted to place your money in safekeeping at a bank. Not the kind of freedom that has incarcerated millions of people and a greater percentage of the population than any nation on earth. Not the kind of freedom that supports banking institutions whose own books demonstrate that you are the source of the funds you purportedly borrow from them when you sign the promissory note, they deposit it on their books as an asset, they loan you back their own funds, they understand their own regulation state, they are not permitted to loan funds from their deposits, nor loan their own credit, and then they hide the journals and the judges are complicit in not enforcing them or forcing them to bring forth those journals into court. Not the kind of freedom that sends your tax dollars to foreign money predators to fund your own enslavement. Not the kind of freedom that condemns you to the secret life of being a tenant on your own land according to your own deed. And that sends elderly, blind people, infirm people, helpless people to jail at the request of the banking institutions of this country. No, my friends, not the kind of freedom that secretly replaced law with equity in 1933 without a whimper from the federal judges. Not the kind of freedom that requires state permission to be married, 
in the form of a marriage license, state permission to travel in the form of a driver's license, state permission to conduct business, your occupation, bring food and, and money home to your family by requiring you to sign up as a legal fiction subject class citizen on a business license subject to their rules and regulations. Clearly, clearly the United States Federal Corporation has not changed its ways since my offer of three or four years earlier. And through its own actions, through its own arrogance and through its own ignorance of its own history, they have cast the die. The sovereign people are back, and we are coming for you. We will be re-inhabiting the original du jour lawful, notice I didn't say legal, lawful and proper institutions of governance that have been preempted by illegitimate incorporation, and we will do it all in the next few months, lawfully, peacefully, quickly, quietly, nonviolently. The era of corporate servitude is over, and all we need to make it happen is a handful of you in every state to stand up and be reckoned with. And we will do all of this, folks, relying upon the one thing that the United States rarely demonstrates, the one essential ingredient of this process, forgiveness in our hearts. We will follow the lead of Mandela and Gandhi and Martin Luther King, and we will welcome each and every man and woman who has blood on their hands back into the good graces of mankind in honor and service to our Father, because judgment is reserved to Him. And we will do that upon their repenting their crimes against mankind. That's all we ask. We will not seek retribution. We will not take actions that cause uh, unrest, disturb the peace, disorder, or provoke violence. However, and take note, we will not tolerate trespass on the de jure institutions of government when they are re-inhabited any longer. You only get one chance at repentance and forgiveness. And I tell you this, friends, in my many discussions with many people over the years, I know for a fact that we will not be alone. Thousands of public servants have been quietly awaiting the moment when the sovereign people awaken and reclaim their birthright to dominion over all the earth. They will be our partners. They understand we are coming to rescue them as well. We are coming to rescue their children and their grandchildren and their posterity as well as ours because the posterity belongs to all of us, to you, to me, to everyone in America. And it must, and it will, be restored if we are to fulfill our destiny, our grand destiny, the destiny that we have been charged with by high-ranking members of the military, by others around the globe, and all the eyes are upon us, the destiny to avert the rapid march to World War III that is being orchestrated by global powers so they can cull the herd and fulfill their taste for blood and human sacrifice. 
and we will succeed. The era of the Cylons is over, and we can put fire into that proclamation. You are an army of Neos. You have been awakened. There is no turning back, and we the people declare it to be so. Folks, about a year ago, all right, all right. That was uh, just a uh, – that's what was begun when the Restore America plan had taken off there. Uh, back after the governor may remember that. I don't know if he does or not. But, uh, you know, and that's what we, we – it's still there. The opportunity is still there. There's a, no reason for violence. But, you know, we're in a – where you know, the new world order is marching on their, uh, and marching forward. And they've, they've had their, their victories and their skirmishes. And this COVID thing is the most – largest thing that they pulled out of their hat to control the, the the human body the human mind through fear and 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 the human body through sickness to make us give up our liberties our freedoms and to fear each other based on nothing nothing and 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 trick us and the people will demand it the people and that's been once said i remember that was one the greatest lesson to learn community is, is that you will you will you will demand that you will want them to take away your freedoms for protection and and to serve them and they are, they are killing us off slowly it's a soft kill and it's an information war it's a war for your mind first and now it's a war for the, your body because they are making they they are they are making us sick through these vaccinations and through the uh, the medical field and uh, it's so very important the guest here tonight how and her background and how she's awoken to this and. And now, now I'm going to get to the closing thoughts to the podcast here. Uh, before, before, um, uh, Governor, uh, I want you to go ahead and maybe talk for a few minutes what you uh, what was discussed tonight in this podcast and how we can march forward and and move forward together in the, in our republic and restore our republic and each state and across America and uh, understand the times which uh, we live today, which is the title of this podcast. Go ahead, Governor. I'm going to give you the floor for a couple minutes. Go ahead. Thank you, Joe, and thank you, Dr. Sandy, for uh, joining with us on a spur of the moment tonight. You know, and looking back in my 12 years of service to the people of um, Colorado Free State and, and to my country, the republic for which it stands, one of the blessings I've received is the brilliant people, the people of education, a background of substance that has come into my life. Um, amazing people that I've grown close with like family because we think alike, I guess. And that's a easy way to become, uh, become friends. But it's based on steel sharpening steel and, and not proving each other wrong, but to prove each other right and guide and direct kind of like a remote control vehicle because that's our future that we're directing. Everyone in this country has grown up believing that they're free men and women on the land. And now we're in 2021 and the deep state has told us 
by Agenda 21 what they've intended to accomplish by this time or what to put into motion to further their agenda to 2030. In 1988, David Kuntz wrote Dark Eyes, and in there he talked about Wuhan and COVID, and it would be released in the United States and around the world in 2020. Um, the New World Order Manual, which I sent a copy to both of you, to uh, Sandy and Joe, um, clearly talks about this moment. So forget the theatrics, forget the fear, forget the knee-jerk reaction, and the first thing we need to do is to identify the enemy. And the sad thing of it is, is that the enemy is the media, because bad information results in bad decision-making. Good information results in good good decision-making. And so that's why we're here tonight, is to use the principle that steel sharpens steel, that united we stand, divided we fall. And we all want the same thing. We want to be free men and women on the land. We want to be in control of our destiny. And we want the bad guys to quit bothering us because we're tired of it. And so the way we take control of our destiny, by law, in a peaceful, internationally recognized process, is for 30,000 people in each state to stand up their individual free states. That's according to the Northwest Ordinance. That's the rule of law in the Republic where we have to begin because it was put in dormancy at the end or during President Lincoln's tenure in 1871 when he was assassinated. But he had put the Northwest Ordinance in effect, and it still stands in law today. And so through that law, 30,000 of us can stand up our individual free states by going to the website, republicfortheunitedstatesofamerica.org, signing up. If you want to be one of the five people that will be temporarily put in place to help provide elections, which apparently the governing authority over the corporation can't do, or if it does, it's to their their benefit. So we'll hold our own election, and you'll go away with a red thumb. And we'll stand up, and we'll have our jurisdiction back. Once that happens, in each state, now, undoubtedly, the patriots in the military, the patriots that have been displaced through loss of jobs because they didn't take the jab, the disenfranchised people that have been kicked to the curb to serve their country, welcome home, soldier. Welcome home, American. This is your country, your republic. And the only thing that's keeping you from enjoying that is lack of participation. That's how you get involved. You know the target. What's the question? With that, I'll yield, Joe. Thank you. Uh, that, that was good, Governor, and you're absolutely correct. You know, participation is key. You know, taking the time out from your day. How many people waste so much time 
listening to the disenfranchised media that doesn't explain the truth, hides the truth, doesn't reveal the truth, and how many times has anyone out, anyone out there that's listening to this podcast tonight been in trouble or felt like they had nowhere to turn or nowhere to get a, have a voice? I'm sure all of you, even me with this platform and the plenty of platforms I'm involved in and the many people I know throughout the country, even I feel like I stand alone sometimes here and there's nobody to help, you know, trying to rally the troops or try to rally the people in the community or the uh, census, I guess you could say, across across the country, that I, we need to wake people up and understand the times in which we live today. And people say, well, you know, nothing's going to happen. You've been saying this is going to happen for 10 years, Ben. This is, this is going to happen, or the, the market of the beast, this or that. You're going to get a microchip put in you. Look, there are good people out there that intervene, that stop this. We wake people up. That's what we're doing right now. We are putting a dent in the misinformation that's out there. The many people that listen to this podcast show and that will take information from this and apply it to their daily lives tomorrow. They, we stop the evil. We, we, put, we, we slow it down. Look, we're always going to face bad and, and, and dark times, but we can make good of our time right now today and plan for a better tomorrow if we search for the truth of yesterday and understand what happened yesterday. And when we understand what happened Doctor, yesterday, yes. I'm sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. I thought you were done. Oh, oh, um, okay. But, um, <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We still got time here. But go history's, ahead. History's key. You're yesterday. You were hitting on history, and that's where it's got to begin. So if you want to know your truthful history, I hate to say it, go on Amazon and order reinhabited books by Hertler, H-E-R-T-L-E-R, Gene, J-E-A-N the author and read those two books and all the pieces of the puzzle will come together the second book is what joe and i and other patriots around the united states have been involved in since 2010 that's where really where that book picks up but it's full of information factual information backed by pages of documentation and uh that's where you start going down the rabbit hole to understand how to solve the problem. Because that's what America is asking today. We know we have a problem. How do we solve it? How do we get control of this beast? And it's right here. It is so easy. Just stand up, America. General Valalay posted on his Facebook site today that we that he is providing – and General Valley and the Republic share a special relationship. As you know, he's been on your show, Joe. He's been on our show, for the people radio 101com uh, many times for many years because he knows what we represent and who we are. And his mere appearance on our show should speak volumes to anybody thinking. That being said, what we need and what he's promoting is what I represent for you, the American people, the platform for us to all come together. Sheriff Mack is saying, go out with the CSPOA and sign up there, get a free uh, ride with the uh, Patriot Network, and the Patriot Network's organizing Patriot Guards as or uh, CSPOA posses throughout all the counties. And the posses are there for two reasons. One, to hold the sheriff accountable, and two, to have his back when he does stand and become uh, is constitutional. And if he's not, then he's got an answering committee to answer to. 
and there's nothing more intimidating for these politicians than a show of force that has a law behind them, and they're peaceful, and they're correct, and they're representing the families of our country and our communities. And that's where we have to begin, and it ends up getting your republic back, and we're back in control. It's a really simple process, Joe. Here we are. Agreed. There's the answer. Agreed. I agree 100%. Sandy, go ahead. I'm going to give you the floor here, uh, everything that you've taken in. And, of course, I'd like to have you back in the future, uh, you know, down the road like I do with the governor here and, uh, and, and, and discuss these very issues and get more in-depth. You can't cover everything possibly in a, in a two-hour show, but time went by pretty quick, and we covered a lot of information and a lot of bases. Uh, I believe this show probably should be on the Republic website. I know one of my other shows was when I was with David and Gene there uh, discussing it cause, because we outlined really what the Patriot Movement is about and how we can attack the the uh, new world order peacefully here. But Sandy, go ahead. The floor is yours. Well, you guys took a lot of my thunder <clears throat> with all your great words. But, uh, let me see if I can uh, summarize what I was thinking. Um, right now, we're in a, a period of great pain. That's on several levels. There's the engineered food crisis that is already coming. It's already here. So if you haven't already prepared your family to have at least six months of food and water and other supplies, you need to do that now. However, with that and the engineered economic crisis that's coming, um, I still firmly believe that we're winning. And it's just that it's going to look really bad before it looks better. And I don't think it's as bad as it's going to get. So we have to keep that in mind and keep the faith. Um, We are definitely stronger together. We need to work together. We need to find like-minded people. It could just be you having a barbecue of hot dogs and hamburgers at the end of your driveway and have your neighbors stop by and you just hand them out for free and just start chatting with them and see how they feel about things. I think you'll find out that like our canvassers here, they think the same as you, but didn't think anyone else did. And so we can recruit one at a time. We have to figure out how is it that we avoid the 1984 George Orwell scenario. In the book, which I just read for the first time um, a few months ago, I realized I've never read it. Um, There was a famous quote in there by the main character, and he essentially said, how did we get to this place in history? Didn't they fight back? You know, what happened? And so that's where we're at right now. He's asking us, did we fight back? And so, of course, we say yes, and we're fighting back with everything that we have. We, the people, is an extremely powerful force, and we have God with us. And God is giving us these signals. You may not understand them. It may be a dream. It may be a thought that just pops into your head and maybe hurts a little bit, and you go, where did that come from? That's how you're being communicated with. And you have to figure out what these symbols mean and how to act on them. And everyone is going to get involved to the level that they can, but we all must get involved in some way. If it's just listening to a school board meeting and listening to the parents that have been arguing against the masks and against the social thing and the quarantines and all the other stuff that's so hurting our kids right now, that is a start. And you're going to meet other people there. And then those people will tell you about other people and other organizations. And then you get involved to the level that you can and then go a little bit more and a little bit more until the point where You know, you are so involved 
and you're so into it that you're going to make a difference. And so channel all your energy, all your anger that you have right now and turn it into action, peaceful, lawful action that takes our country back. Because I know that we can do this together and I truly believe that we are winning. We've got some dark times ahead and we'll get through it together. I yield. Uh, that was great, Sandy, what you had said there. And if anybody missed the podcast here, uh, uh, her background, uh, are you still with the Air Force Academy now? Are you still there teaching or are you, are you not there now? No, I'm still teaching, although I'm expecting to get this illegal injection mandate any day now, in which case I'll be fighting to the death and take down as many of them as I can. I already have a legal team uh, all assembled, and we've been ready to go for several months. So it's just a matter of time uh, before they try to take me on and uh, fail, because that's the way it goes. Um, I do need to say, I should have said at the beginning, that, of course, everything I've said is my own personal opinion and not the official opinion of anybody, you know, that I represent or don't represent. So I hope everyone takes that. Of course. Of course, of course, and, and and that's what we do. We everybody get their personal opinion, but I believe that with everything that's been said here, and anybody else that wants to chime in here, I, I see a bunch of people there, but uh, I'm only going to take a few select callers uh, if, they, if I do real quick, because time permitting. But if not, I'm going to wrap up the podcast here. The Republic of the United States dot uh, org. There, Republic. Uh, excuse me, Republic for. I always screw that up, Governor. Republic for the United States dot org. Re, Republic for the United States of America dot org. <laughs> I mess up all the time on that. I, I, he gets on me all the time about that because I, I actually created the hashtag for that, uh, but I still mess it up. But I, <laughs> the law. Yeah, the full, is, the is full still... title. The full title. <laughs> yeah, the full title, Joe. You'll never miss it up. Full title. <laughs> they, they, basically, what I'm, I'm trying to say is that the law is there. We still have the law on our side, but we need more people exercising the law, fulfilling the law, and, and, and really enforcing the law. And the General Assemblies, which we promoted here on this podcast, I remember we did a show about that, the Sheriff's uh, Association there, the Constitutional Sheriff's uh, uh, posses across the country there, uniting the sheriffs across the country locally, because we have to start locally within our communities, restore our family, restore our local communities, and create assemblies of people that are in the know and that can create uh, create and restore the, I guess you could say, the uh, fundamental beliefs of what this country was originally founded upon. And people will now will get flack from other groups now. They'll say, well, oh, the country was founded upon slavery, racism, and stuff. How you combat that is, look, the simple, no country is perfect, and no country will ever be perfect. And this country was not created perfectly. But the ideas and the influences of our founding fathers of freedom and free will of man to live free and be free is the general idea of the Constitution and what is formatted in the Constitution. If we follow the Constitution and obey the Constitution, we do not get ourselves in trouble. And, and people and people have, get confused a lot of times with the statutory laws and the codified laws. The codification of the laws and the corruption of those laws was created in 1933 and through the creation of the Federal Reserve Act in 1913, which prior to that, which gave it authorization to be created, was the Reconstruction Act of 1871. Know your history, understand your history, and understand what the Civil War was really fought about. That was a very important time in our history of this country, and it took a long time after that for uh, the country to be hijacked, and we had to hijack our money, control our money, because we all need money to survive and barter with. So they corrupted our money, 
Okay, and then they bankrupted our country in 1929, and then created all these felonious laws in 1933, and then got us into a World War II scenario, which which it was battles of principles and really communism and freedom and uh, and the new world order and the globalist agenda, which then came out of that, which was the United Nations, in which now we have today a new world order that is formulating right before our very eyes. It's no joke anymore, and they are attacking our bodies and our minds. It's an information war. And that information that you receive and get is so very important And how to decipher that information. Don't get deceived. Don't be deceived. Don't go out there and just jump into anything and be careful and always be lawful and always be mindful and peaceful in everything that you do because that is so very important because they will isolate you and they will kidnap you and they will a lot of sometimes even murder you. We've seen that throughout history because those who stand up for righteousness and the right thing are are always, always ridiculed in the public sector eye and in the, the, the larger format, I guess you could say, of the scheme of things, the uh, media, like we like to call today the media. We know the media is corrupt. So use alternative media because they are censoring us right now because we're, they we're allowing it because we use our own twisted, I guess you could say, uh, of this um, – evil, uh, I guess you could say, man Man always likes the easy way out, I guess you could say. So instead of uh, researching and fighting for the truth, we're so easily uh, susceptible to the lies and disinformation out there that we accept it. Don't accept misinformation. With that being said, I want to say it was a great podcast here tonight. Uh, great guest. Of course, I'd like to have you back in the future. Uh, oh, you all, I got, oh, I had a caller on the line here. I forgot about you. Go ahead. You want to say something here at the end? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Live internet radio. What do you expect? Go ahead. <laughs> well, I have a little more than a, a, a little bit to say, but I, and I have, a, I have a question for Sandy at the end, if, if I could do that. Sure. Go ahead. Okay. These are just my comments and observations and opinions, and I fully embrace the governor and your thoughts on, on what you want. Uh, you know, attack peacefully, like Sandy said, and uh, local family and and local lo, no, start locally. That is the way to start. Now, here's the problem, and here's the cure. The problem is, see, the white man and the black man are generally peaceful, and we're going to put up with all this crap that this author that this authoritarian tyrannical government is pushing on us today and we're going to keep putting up with it and we're going to keep putting up with it and you're not going to get anywhere with laws because they're tyrannical you try to get into the justice department or you try to get into your local court and you're shot down i don't think you're going to get anywhere with the laws so we're going to keep putting up with this until the end comes and when the end comes we're going to end up changing our lives and our future forever, just like they did many years ago. Now, stop watching the news. I've said that before. Fox says they're unbiased and unafraid, blah, 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 blah. Well, I tried calling them two nights ago. You cannot get a hold of them and talk to anybody, no matter how hard or how long you stay on, online, on phone, or whatever. They're just like any other news organization out there, and they're making everyone believe that they're on our side. They're not. I don't think they are. You say, talk to people, stand in line at the grocery store. You know what? I've done that too. You know what you get? You get, it's Trump's fault. Oh, you're nuts. Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Oh, you're nuts. It's Trump's fault. You know what? 
I've basically given up talking to them. I talk to them now just to see the kind of reaction I'm going to get out of them. But my question is for Sandy and the virus. Now, as a layman, in layman's terms, if I could ask this question and maybe you could explain it, uh, they're, they're coming out with the mitochondria right-side heart failures in most people that take this vaccine. And from what I get out of it, the spike protein damages your cells, and to cut to the chase and put it in a nutshell, your body sends out its white blood cells or its repairs, whatever, and it, blo- and it blocks up that puncture. And since the spike protein and the virus is replicating so much, you're getting all, all, all this, uh, uh, you know, bl- blood clots and everything from all these uh, cells that are be- that are being, you know, hurt by the spike protein from the virus, which is blood clots everywhere throughout everybody's body. And I was just wondering if you could uh, put me straight or explain it a little better. Thank you. All right, so there's actually two major components to the injections that are doing the damage. The first one is, of course, the mRNA, which is programming, reprogramming your DNA. Uh, we know this now. Um, and then your, your cells are now making the spike protein, which is actually the bioweapon, um, unfortunately. So that is one of the mechanisms, and so it's going to cause the inflammation, the cytokine storm that you heard about probably on the news, where your body overreacts with inflammation. And so keeping that under control at any point during an infection or the injection is key. The other part is graphene oxide, and we're not, well, and we can only assume why they're putting it in there, because it's not approved for use internally for humans or animals, as far as I understand. And so why they would inject it into us without telling us, you have to come to your own conclusion. But something like 90 to 98% of the actual solid material in the vial is this graphene oxide. And so it has a tendency to join together with other pieces of graphene oxide and you can find this online. It's called teslaphoresis. And it's where this graphene oxide will start forming wires and clotting and big issue with a lot of people in blood clots. So what happens in the bottom line is your immune system actually gets damaged by both of these things. And you're going to have a hard time responding to another infection that comes along. It's called antibody-dependent enhancement, ADE. So as you can tell from what I just said, I could have a whole other podcast on just this subject, but um, maybe you could do some research into those things. Um, essentially what happens is the antibodies that are created are the ones that are weaker, and they actually help the infection to get in easier in a nutshell. And so that's what the experts believe is going to hurt the injected people in the next one to two years. Um, already the oncologists have seen an extraordinary increase in rapidly growing cancers. Um, People who have been working in the field for 40 years and have never, ever seen the number of cancers that they've seen, rare cancers that they've seen once in their entire 40-year career, and now suddenly they've got 10 in their clinic at the same time. The cancers are growing so fast that they can't even get the person into a biopsy before the cancer kills them. So these are the realities that we're facing right now. Um, I, you know, I can tell you to take all kinds of antioxidants. 
There's a lot of supplements that you can take to try to fight this and delay this until we can figure out the antidote. Um, I don't know if that answered the question, but um, without getting into too many details, I think that's, I probably should stop right there. <laughs> uh, that was that very was knowledgeable. Yeah, that was very good. You have to understand what you're saying, but uh, I, I've got a better understanding of it now and what's going on. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. All right. Uh, all right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to get ready to wrap up the show here. I just want to say, Sandy, once again, thank you so much. Uh, you're very well spoken. Uh, uh, maybe you should consider your own uh, online uh, uh, platform or something. Uh, I mean, getting involved with the Republic is great. Uh, uh, you're always welcome back here in the future. Of course, the governor knows that, too. Uh, I have him on back time, time to time, but uh, these are the issues we discuss here. And uh, you're, you're full of knowledge, and it's a blessing to have you in the patriot community fighting for our liberty and freedom, I must say. And, and it's an honor to know you, and I'm sure we'll be talking again in the future. But uh, uh, for the link to this show, I'll, have, I'll send it to the governor, and then he can forward it to you, and uh, you can send it to your friends and whatnot and people in the, and spread the word and spread the knowledge here that we discussed. So I just want to say thank you so much for uh, joining me here tonight and uh, the governor. And I want to say God bless the republic, and, uh, hey, uh, long live the republic and down with the new world order. Y'all yeah, been asking where the Trump supporters are, right? Why we been so quiet? Where all the Trumpies at, right? That's what I've been hearing. We've been here the whole time. We don't need a safe space. We don't burn down our cities. We don't riot when things don't go our way. And if we lose a fair one... Save the Republic. Our fathers appealed to heaven. What did heaven do? Heaven heard. Heaven heard. Our fathers said they would treat all men equal. When they did not, heaven saw. Heaven saw. Our fathers fought each other and paid a great price. Father Abe kept the Union, but not the Republic. We forgot the Republic and placed our trust in man and suffer oppression. We appealed to heaven. What did heaven do? Heaven heard. Heaven heard. God save the Republic. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.